صباح الخير from صباح الياسمين on راديو الحارة This is Chef Fadi Qattan with you again um, Today's episode is, a, is going to be about Laban Jameed Yesterday we talked about Laban Jameed with uh, Omar Sartawi and his creations with Laban Today we're going to go back to the roots of Laban Jameed with a fantastic man Sliman Lihat. Sliman is an educator, is um, a published author. He's he's written about arts, and he's a fantastic photographer. But more importantly, he's a gourmet and a great cook. Good morning, Sliman. It is great that you're joining us from Ramallah. Um, we've shared our passion for Laban Jamid for for a long time. Um, yourself, you're, you're a Bedouin who moved quite young to the UK and after a career, um, in the UK came back to Palestine. Um, I would really be happy if you could introduce yourself to our listeners. Good morning, Fadi. It's lovely to hear from you. Yes, um, I'm from a, a village called Arab al-Ramadin or Ramadin. It's a, a refuge, a village, uh, a Bedouin village on the southern tip of the West Bank. Um, we were uh, made refugees uh, back in '48, and our uh, our home, our home village, uh, ancestral village, is immediately next to Ramadin. It's called Khwelfe or Lahav. Um, we're predominantly Bedouin, and uh, and um, most families practiced animal husbandry. So cheese, Lebanese, mead, uh, was at the heart of our cuisine. Uh, and it's still uh, very much an integral part of our cuisine today. So yes, at the age of 11, I traveled to the UK on a scholarship and spent much of my life, I mean, something like 30 years in, in the UK, and I returned to Palestine 10 years ago. So my, my pastime, my, my, my day job essentially has been um, um, primary and preschool education in Palestine, Lebanon, Syria, Sudan, etc. But um, since I've come back, I've paid a lot more attention to our cuisine, and I've taken a lot of interest in growing organic vegetables and sourcing high quality produce from across uh, across the West Bank. Slimane, um you, you grew up in, in in this for the first ten years of your life um, in 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 uh, Arab Ramadan, um, and your mother did Laban Jamid. Um, explain to our listeners how do you produce Laban Jamid. What's the process? Because it's quite a fascinating process. I remember really growing up in Palestine in the mid to mid 70s and early 80s. You know, it was a desperate time. People were terribly insecure. The occupation was taking uh, foot in in the West Bank and Gaza. And I remember our family uh, having cows and sheep and goats. And I remember my mother making jmeed every year in the spring and early summer. And unlike uh, in England and many parts of Europe, mum would not churn the milk. She would make a yogurt first. In the same way, many people make yogurt. You know, she would warm it with a bit of starter culture. And then she would churn the yogurt, the cold yogurt. 
and she would of course collect the butter and make clarified butter with that but she would make rather you know fantastic labina out of the churned yogurt and she would strain this and start accumulating it and i remember she would keep it she would keep this rather dry well strained yogurt with lots of salt to preserve it in a in a container made of uh, sheep skin and it was remarkable of course they don't do it like this uh, these days they do it in stain, stainless steel vats but she would work the jmeed or the dried labane every three days with extra salt in order to preserve it and really this was you know this was not just important for the, the, the family's cuisine but it it was a fantastic source of income I remember mum would sell milk to the Jnedi, um uh, factory in Hebron. Um, she would make, sell Lebanon to our neighbors. Um, and of course, uh, Jmeed was uh, quite expensive. Today, it's about $20 for one kilogram or two pounds. And of course, once she's... Um, She's made enough dried labane. She would go on uh, our, our, the rooftop and would form bowls, um, bowls of labane, and these would dry in the sun. And of course, uh, this was a very, very special occasion. And she would do this maybe three, four times a year in spring and summer. Such a, such a fantastic produce, Sliman. You know, mansaf is 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 a very symbolic dish, but it's also a, an acquired taste. It's something. I, I mean, I wake up in the morning sometimes saying, "Oh, I want mansaf today." Some other people say, "Well, you can eat only eat mansaf in winter because it's quite heavy." How often do you eat mansaf? Uh, you know, uh, I'm an educationist, and I focus on preschool education. Um. And the reason I've invested a lot of time and energy in preschool education is pretty is because that our um, our social, emotional, cognitive, and physical attributes really are determined in the early years of life, and your tastes and talents are also developed during that period. And I remember distinctly, you know, um, eating tens of tens of uh, meals uh, that center around jmeed and not just mensaf a, a number of my uh, uh, uk and european friends often ask me what uh, jmeed is like and if i can describe it as such you know it's 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 like it's a cross between a good stilted cheese and a grana padana or a parmesan, but it's infinitely more uh, versatile uh, in terms of cooking. Um, I jotted I jotted a few um, meals that has lebanjmid, 
as well as Mansef. I know you're passionate about Mansef. I love Mansef. And if I could eat it every day, I would. There's something very Moorish and very spiritual about, about having such a fantastic and a hearty meal. Of course, uh, you know, it's not terribly healthy to have it every day. But, you know, Laban, Labanish meat was at the, at the heart of our cuisine. And I remember whenever I fell ill with diarrhea or a cold, mum would make would make me um, uh, a couple of things. Firstly, she would make me potatoes in uh, in jmeed. She would crush the jmeed, rehydrate it, and would would um, would add it to uh, sautéed potatoes, onion, and garlic. And immediately, it would have such a, a therapeutic effect. And I assume it's the calcium, it's the salt, it's it's a, it's like a Bedouin oral rehydration solution. It was wonderful. Leban Jamid is inscribed in our DNA. Um, we dream of Leban Jamid. We think Leban Jamid. As a kid, I remember my grandmother used to spread shrek bread and pour um, liquid Leban Jamid on top. And, and then some ghee, some semna, and a bit of honey sometimes. I, and I would love this. I'm sure your mother did the same dish. Um, what do you do with Leban Jamid? Like your grandmother, you know, she would uh, she would rehydrate a bowl of um, jmeed and she would uh, mix it with uh, uh, unleavened bread in a shrak and with olive oil. And it was wonderful. And just to name a few dishes that uh, that center around the jmeed. Mensef, of course. Um, uh, Lebanese, you know, a savory version of rice pudding. Uh, I lo- I've always loved cauliflower uh, or potatoes uh, with with jmeed. You know that we have a uh, we have a traditional fallahiyah salad. You know, uh, tomatoes and onion salad with shavings of shmeed and uh, lashings of olive oil. Something to die for. It's wonderful. Mahshi is another dish. You know, mahshi stuffed courgettes. Mum would make a mixture of uh, dried sun-dried tomatoes and shmeed, and she would cook. The stuffed courgettes in that or zucchini uh, in that sauce. It was wonderful. Uh, and next time you're uh, you're wanting to make them tabbel, uh, swap the aubergines with um, with courgettes, zucchini, and instead of using tahini, just use garlic and uh, you know a little bit of jmeed rehydrated in water. It's wonderful. Also, the list is endless, Fadi, and it's not just um, a fancy food. It really was a major staple, and it still is a major staple for a lot of Palestinian communities. And it's not it's not Palestine wide, you know. It's very much you know Jerusalem and South, the southern southern Palestine, in the same way that um, Karak is the heart of the Jmeed in Jordan. So it's it it's it was born out of necessity. They could not preserve yogurt unless they added a lot of salt and dried it in the sun, and which would keep for years. Thank you so much um, for these inspirational words. Simen, you have this passion for for cuisine, for our roots, for our identity. Um, 
you realize um, how difficult it's become for the people who do the hard work, our farmers, our um, the, the Palestinian Bedouins who keep animals um, because of the Israeli occupation. It's become so difficult to go on with a slink to the land. What, what's your message to the world? Uh, what's the message that Levin Jamid can carry? Um, and what's what does Sliman want out of all of this? Yes, thank you, Fadi. It's uh, it's a pleasure to speak to you and a pleasure to speak to your listeners. Um, look, Jamid uh, is an endangered uh, produce in Palestine. And the primary reason why Jmeed, um is endangered is because people are no longer able to practice traditional pastimes such as um, animal husbandry. The reason for that is because of Israeli restrictions and the Israeli occupation, the wall, the settlements, and the huge bypass roads. Now, Jmeed is, is a fantastic delicacy. It is so versatile. It's uh, in many ways the poor man's or poor poor woman's food. It's fantastically versatile. I'd love Palestinians and those who visit Palestine to invest time in getting to know Jmeed and other fantastic local produce. Um, but it's threatened. You know, it's threatened today because most families cannot. Um, practice animal husbandry because of the restrictions in movement in the West Bank. 60% of the West Bank um, is Area C, and Palestinians can't roam easily with their livestock. And that is the biggest threat to to our very precious cuisine, especially Jmeed. So yes, uh, my message um, really is by uh, by supporting families who produce dairy products or uh, communities who harvest their olives each year and who are threatened by settlers. Um, you know, by supporting them, you're supporting them to stay on the land. You're su- Supporting them to lead sustainable lives. And we know how important that is, especially at a time when we're all threatened by COVID-19. So my message is to support rural families. Um, and I hope that you and I can work out a strategy of disseminating information about uh, fantastic traditional recipes and traditional produce, Fadi. And I look forward to speaking to you again and speaking to your listeners. God bless you. Have a lovely day. Dear Saman, it's always a pleasure to talk to you about food, cuisine, and Leban Jamid particularly. That's the second show we're doing about Leban Jamid. Dear listeners, as you understood, I love Leban Jamid. And I'm so eager to share with you this, this passion for Laban Jamid. So tomorrow's show, you'll be in the kitchen with me at my house, because I'm not leaving the house. Um, and I'm respecting the rules of confinement. But at home, and we'll cook mensaf together. We'll give you the recipe, a bit of the flavors, the sounds, and I hope you'll all replicate the Mensaf recipes in your houses. Sabah al-khair.
صباح الياسمين and stay safe stay home stay well